0: Welcome back to Peak to Pit. I'm Allie Peak alongside TJ Pittinger. We had a really fun weekend, TJ, although I think it was slightly more fun for me than it was for you. Are you eating chips in the background there?
1: No, I wasn't. I was just closing. (laughs) I wish I was eating chips. I just ate a, I don't want to give them any free publicity, but I just ate a protein bar. So yeah, I wish it was, I wish it was chips. Um, but I was putting the wrapper down, um. The protein bars are so gross, right? Like So it, I saw they're... you
0: rank them a few weeks ago, and you did not give enough credit to One Bars. One Bars are my favorite.
1: Okay. So I, I was, don't like protein I bars was, in general. I was ranking them. It was cookies and cream. They were all three okay. cookies and cream.
0: I've never tried this cookies and, people, and cream One Bars.
1: This is what people are tuning in for, for sure. But they were – they were all cookies and cream, and what, I mean, what's the first thing you think of when cookie, with cookies and cream? Right, like Oreos, right? Yeah. Like Every other mm-hmm. normal American. Human. Yeah. So that's what I was ranking them up against. Okay. So they, I mean, they got like a like a six out of ten. If an Oreo is a ten out of ten, is okay. a really good right. score. Okay. Like, so stand. So like that's kind of how. Because when you put an Oreo on the packaging, that's what I'm what, thinking it, of. It, like, totally. I just, you can't. You can't trick me with that, but yeah. anyway, so yeah, I just choked out that protein. Well,
0: bar. whoever makes the healthy Oreo get in contact with me because that would be awesome. No, I'll just stick with the crappy one. Like I, don't I mean, I'm good with the crappy lying. one too. Yeah. here <laughs> eating Chick fil A mac and cheese while you eat yeah. your protein bar. So <laughs> clearly, I have no uh, qualms yeah, about. Uh,
1: you've got the you've got a heck of heck of a selection when it comes to leftovers. We got home and Kara was just like. I love that spread. I love just the the chili was really. Did you make the chili? I or did. Like yeah. That?
0: No, I made the chili.
1: Chili was great. Um, the butter was great. I, I know that sounds weird, but like, oh,
0: that's so funny that because butter? we did, and everybody requests that at every party. My brothers always like ask a for it to go back. It is. It's homemade butter.
1: You put like anything on. I, I'm not minimizing the butter. It was really good. But you put like anything on those Hawaiian sweet rolls. Oh, heck yeah! So that butter on those was even better. And then there was like everything from Chick-fil-A, a a bunch of nuggets. I took care on the way and I was like, I'm not going to eat that many nuggets. And then I just sat by the nugget thing.
0: I don't know what it is, but like you order a 12-count nugget at Chick-fil-A, I can never finish it. Yet we order a party tray and I could stand there and eat 30 of them.
1: Yeah, you just and I saw your dad like actually squirting the sauce onto each individual nugget, and I was like, "This guy just needs to get a plate." Like, well, what's going said on to him here? Like
0: three times, Dad, get a plate. Like, <laughs> this is not your personal dish. It's, it's fine. Get a, get a plate.
1: Made it over it like I own this Oh, plate. I'm only gonna
0: eat a couple. Yeah, okay. Uh, Fifteen minutes later, um, all sprawled out on the couch watching the game. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken
1: the chick-fil-a nuggets were kind of like dwindling and then i see ali go to the oven and grab a whole new box and i'm like
0: yes like oh yeah we had stuff. 20 nuggets left over when the party was over my i'm italian so my biggest fear is running out of food at a party um <laughs> so it, i would much rather have a refrigerator full of leftovers than have run out of something that is literally like my biggest fear especially
1: leftovers
0: with chick-fil-a that all my children eat like come on yeah no it's perfect
1: uh so we had a great time alexandra and emerson celebrated their first birthday it's not their birthday was the day before the day before before? yeah
0: november 6th right
1: yeah Um, we celebrated that with a petting zoo and a bunch of crafts and chick-fil-a and it was a lot of fun um elena was Elena was, I don't want to talk about that. Elena was not a fan of the petting zoo at first. I think it was just overwhelming. Like all yeah. these animals were her size. Like, there was kind of a then, lot of
0: animals too. I, there was actually more than I was expecting. So I think that you get in there and it's like, oh my God, they put me in a herd.
1: She turned around to Kara and like her that bottom lip started to quiver and it was, it was pretty funny. So then I kind of took her up to the side and Hayden and Hadley were like letting her pet like one bunny at a time. And she kind of warmed up and we have some good pictures and videos of her in there later, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, not a lot of fun this weekend. We'll start with the bad news first and then go to the good news was Florida state. The good news about the Florida state game is I didn't watch one play live. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, we, you know, I, I kind of followed it on GameCast, and just being busy and watching kids and drinking bourbon and, you know, just wasn't really feasible to watch much of it live on my phone. And I, I really didn't care that much. Like, I kind of saw it was a close game. I thought, well, I'll get home for the second half and, and watch that. Like, that's fine. Um, Florida State trail by seven to end the first half. Second half, they didn't have Jordan Travis. And there went the offense. They didn't score another point without him. I don't know that they would have won the game, uh, even if he was there. But I mean, you're down by seven at half. I mean, that's not the worst
0: No, it's not the worst thing in the world.
1: scenario. So, with him, you know, maybe it's a little bit more competitive, maybe not. Well, no, it, it certainly is. I don't know that they win, but it probably looks a little better, feels a little better. He can't stay healthy, and that's because we rely so much on him running the ball, and he gets hit a million times. I was, was going to say, it's re-play. your offensive
0: line seven sacks, 14 tackles for a loss. Yeah,
1: it was terrible. I watched the condensed game, which ACC puts out, uh, the ACC Digital Network puts out on Sunday, like really quickly after the game even is is done. And they don't show every single play, but they show most plays and and certainly all the key plays. And they got pressure just every single play. Like it was Florida state's offensive line had looked much improved. And I think that's just because people weren't bringing pressure. It was just kind of sit back and let the quarterback, if, if he can beat you great, if not, no big deal. Uh, This time it was Pitt's strategy was to just bring pressure and they did, and they were really effective at it. They were
0: really successful at it.
1: And Florida state just had no chance, right? Like, that with the pressure and the hits that Travis took, we brought Blackman in for a drive. He throws an interception. They score to go up two touchdowns. At that point, it's pretty much over because you put in true freshman uh, Chuba Purdy. He was okay, but again with all the pressure, he he wasn't great either. Yeah. And Florida State ends up dropping the game to Pitt. Um, Pitt's quarterback was supposed to be out when we recorded yeah, last. Yeah, Kenny
0: Pickett was supposed to be out.
1: He was supposed to be out. <laughs> he was and not. not play. He played and played well. I think that that was you know, another thing that we weren't really factoring in. Once it was announced that he was going to play, Pitt did flip to a favorite. So Florida State was favorite in the game. And that kind of flipped Pitt's way once once it was announced that he was going to play. Not by like a ton, but like by, by a point or two. Sure. Um, so I think it, you know, for Florida State to have won, you were kind of assumed, you, you kind of needed a bunch of things to go the other way. First of all, Pickett not to play. Probably you know the the 17 points that Florida State scored in the first half would have been enough for a lead if if Pickett doesn't play uh, at halftime and then you know if Travis is healthy in the second half and you've got that lead then you know it, it's anybody's game but once Pickett played you know basically the rules were reversed right We lost our quarterback they gained theirs and, and we were expecting the opposite so yeah uh, not a not a great showing for Florida State there's One, a lot of
0: go ahead sorry.
1: As you say there's a lot of concern about guys with buy-in and different things. There's yeah. different uh, rumors floating around about these are the list of players that are going to ask to transfer. There's you know debate on that, and there's people coming out and parents of players on the team coming out and saying like that's not true, and this, that, and the other guys that are on those lists and stuff. But I don't know. We talked about this just before we got off air. Uh, Nor, you know, some of the coaches and Norvell are, are saying that they're seeing a lack of effort from guys and. I think that's totally understandable and not excusable, right? But at this point, if you committed to Jimbo Fisher four years ago and you've had three different coaches and you're not going to the NFL anyway, how much effort are you really putting forward, right? right? Like, how you're, right. you're not playing to get drafted. Uh, yes, your integrity matters. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. But like, if you knew you were leaving a job in two weeks, like, are you working just as hard in those two weeks as you did before? Probably not. That's why a lot of jump companies just pay you out and let you leave because they know you're not going to be productive. And right. so, you know if i'm Norvell, i mean i'm uh, kind of in a tough spot i'm not going to pull those kids scholarship right like it's for i mean it, it, you just let them finish out the year or you this know is a part of a year, spot all me.
0: of that aside too on all of these players um emotionally as well. So I think that's an additional factor. I saw a story on game day um, a couple weeks ago. Actually, it was right after we talked about effort or lack thereof or whatever, just in college football in general, and whether that had anything to do with some of the poor defensive performances. And it was actually Kurt Herbstreet and David Pollack who were saying that they felt from their end, from watching, that they were seeing nationally less effort than normal, which I thought was interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, Probably I don't know. It's so it's so tough to to know. I
0: mean,
1: yeah, I I saw a lot of effort out of a team wearing orange and blue on Saturday, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, yep. it's a convenient it's a convenient excuse when it
0: yeah you know yeah. when it's
1: not when a team is playing poorly it's a it's a great excuse. I saw a lot of effort out of Pitt on Saturday, well, on yeah. Sunday when I rewatched it, uh, saw a lot of effort out of Liberty on. I was going to say I saw some know. effort out of
0: tra- uh, Jordan Travis though. Uh, he had the longest. Uh, One of the longest TD runs in Florida state history, 88 yards. I mean, that's gotta, you gotta look when you have seasons like this and Gator fans are experts on seasons like this, you do have to look for the bright spots. And I think that Jordan Travis is one of those. Now, unfortunately we were talking about this on air or excuse me, off air prior to starting that there hasn't been an update on the, on his injury, which doesn't seem to bode well for, you know, the next game or two at least. But I think in general, Florida State fans can feel confident that they have their quarterback of the future.
1: Um, Yeah, possibly. I don't know. I mean, it it depends on, I guess, on his injuries, right? Like, so I don't know if I would dub him that just yet. Um, You know, but it'll.
0: They are a much better team when he is on the field, though.
1: Yeah, for sure. They definitely rally around him and. And they look better, but it's going to be a tough last four games for Florida State. They play NC State this weekend, then they get Clemson, which we all have known all year how that's going to go down. So I don't really think that anything changes there. It's just kind of how long does Debo want to keep the dogs on? Right. Um, it's probably a good year for us to play Clemson um, because of like the COVID concerns and everything else that's happened. Not that I think COVID has been stra- spread like on the field as much, but just, you know, I think it's a good year to, to play Clemson because get your guys, get, get the league, get out and and keep everybody safe and go home. Right. So hopefully it's, it's not as bad as it may be in a normal year, but I mean, that one will be terrible. And then we play yeah. Virginia and Duke, um, which I, you know, I think if we're Prop looking sheets. at it now, I think you're looking at, I think you're looking at one and a half wins, right? Like there's three winnable games. There's three, Games that – well, there's four games that you could lose, um, three games you could win, and so you'll probably win half. So they'll either finish with three or four wins. Um, I'd be shocked if they won out. It is kind of weird that they're only a seven-point dog at NC State this weekend. Um, I, I don't know why that's so low. I feel like that's really low for a road game um, in Raleigh. Not that NC State is great by any means. Their quarterback is going to be out. Hopefully, we don't get the flip on that on Saturday morning. But they looked uh, they looked a lot better this weekend than we did, and so that's kind of an interesting one to me that that we're only a touchdown dog. Uh, if you offered me a seven point loss right now, I might even take it because I don't want to get blown out again. But uh, so we'll, it'll be interesting to see how they rebound. Doesn't sound like Travis. I mean, there's nothing that makes me think Travis will play. So it'll be the Chubba Purdy show and. We'll see what FSU can do. The playbook's out, though. Like the the recipe, the game plan, or the script. I mean, it's just blitz FSU. They they have no no chance. I um, mean, could have had Jameis back there, and, and it wouldn't have mattered um, on on Saturday. You know, yeah. So what that looked like behind the Bucs' line. So, um, so anyway, I not. I mean, it's just it's just let's get to the off season at this point. You know, with the injury stacking up and the lack of effort and everything else that's happening. I'm glad there are no more bye weeks, and we can just kind of motor through and and get to the end of the year. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Other side of the state, or yeah, other side of the state, middle of the state, um, Florida did not start out very well, did not start out very good at all. And I think there was some worry, but-
0: Yeah, there was.
1: They they came Uh, back in a big way.
0: You know, this is, I think this is indicative of- The growth of this team. I don't know that Dan Mullen's previous teams get down 14 0 and recover. And and not just necessarily to Georgia, but probably to anybody. I mean, I guess they did against Kentucky last year when Franks got hurt, but I also think that Franks kind of, that was a galvanizing moment for the team. So I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. A much different opponent, too. Oh, for sure. But I just think in general, um, you can see the growth of this team because in years past that probably would have been it. I uh, you know admittedly was like oh shit, you know this <laughs> this is not going to be pretty, you know, 14 nothing that early in the game. I mean it was 7 nothing like 25 seconds into the game. Um and the fact that I mean not only did they come back, but came back in the fashion that they did is definitely a credit to where Dan Mullen has gotten this program. And we've talked about this on here before. I think that Dan Mullen is a much better game day coach than Kirby Smart. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's a better coach overall yet. Um, but I think he's a better game day coach. I think he's a better game manager. I think he makes adjustments better. And I mean, it, it, took some adjustments. And I think that Florida's defense needs to get some credit. Are they where I want them to be? No. Are they where Florida defenses have been in the past? No. But, I mean, that was a big-time performance against the best offense they're going to face this year.
1: Yeah, and it was really – well, I don't know if – I don't know if Georgia's the best offense. Because my point was just about to be that I think that the biggest thing that showed up here was quarterback play. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, that was the difference. But, I mean –
0: I guess maybe you can yes. argue Ole Miss or Texas A and M, but I mean, if, if, if they were A&M. to get to the SEC championship game, obviously Alabama would be the best offense that sure. they will have faced, and Georgia's offense is not as good as their defense. I just think you know they're better than Tennessee. They're the best, better than Kentucky. That offense better they'll play
1: than, for the rest of the year for sure. Uh,
0: yes, and um, they're and uh, for to perform well, but you're right. The difference came down to quarterback play.
1: Yeah, which so often is the case, and so sure. often is what happens. It's what happened in the Florida State game. It's what ended up happening in the Notre Dame game. It's what ended up happening, obviously, in this game. Did it's you, what ended up happening in the Saints-Bucks game. Did you night,
0: see you know, so. um, on when they threw the stats up there for Tim Tebow and Danny Warfel and Kyle Trask, and the stats were from Tebow and Warfel's Heisman seasons, and uh, Trask is on pace to have better numbers than both of them? And this is not to say that Kyle Trask is winning the Heisman, but – I mean that's that's some darn good quarterback play that's going on right now in Gainesville.
1: Yeah, and his stats—he's also benefiting from Florida looked much better last week and then looked good again this week. You know, obviously George is a better opponent than Missouri, but Trask is also benefiting from the fact that he is getting to play more SEC games with sure. a bad defense. Right? In a normal year, Florida to play two or three cupcakes to start the year. He'd have been out by the halftime of the third quarter, Sure. and he wouldn't have. So the fact that they the defense struggled against Ole Miss, struggled against Texas A and struggled against South Carolina, and he's gotten to stay in for longer is helping his stats for sure. That's not to say he's not great. I like, mean, he's I having know, a I great, great. His, he but if you took away the- if you took away a touchdown a game because of that, then he's at like you know, then it's just like, oh, okay, well, that's pretty on par. He
0: became the first quarterback in the SEC to throw for four plus scores in five consecutive games. And yes, this year is different because you're playing an SEC schedule, you know, only, but when you look back at who some of those quarterbacks that have played in this league are, and you know, the flip side to playing a couple patsies is that you could be up 50 to nothing at halftime before you're pulled. You know, you for sure have the possibility of if you're Joe Burrow and you're LSU and you're playing, you know, who knows what Abilene Christian or something to to throw four touchdowns in the in a half before you sit. Um, And so I, I, well, I I think your point is totally valid, and I definitely think that that is um, a a factor in this. I do think when you become the first of something for an entire conference, I, I mean, there's been some big names there's been a lot of great football played. Like that's a pretty impressive stat.
1: Absolutely. No, I think there are certain things, like you said, that have helped attribute to it. Um, but I, it doesn't make it, it doesn't make it like not impressive by right. any means. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, speaking on trash, I mean, it came down to quarterback play. Uh, Florida's quarterback play was much, much better. States and Bennett, uh, is not great. Um, just could not make throws. He had guys open. He had long throws, and not that Fromm was ever great, but he could hit. Uh, he he could hit some passes that Bennett missed on that would have yeah. caused this game to be closer. Um, in the second, Georgia had a great first quarter, obviously a great start. In the second quarter, they went three and out, five and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Right, so they just could not get it after the. After Georgia's touchdown, they punted every single time, and only one time did they get a first down after that in the first half. Uh, they scored again on a pick six. Kyle Trask threw his second pick six uh, in as many weeks. Weirdly, that stat just continues to have Like pick six just continue to happen in uh, in college football, and especially the SEC. But Bennett just could not get one thing going. At halftime, it was 38-21 and the game was over because you knew they weren't coming back from seventeen down. Um, but I thought Georgia left points on the field, yeah. And Bennett just Bennett didn't then have it was enough. was not good. To, you
0: know what? Florida is, can
1: play. Florida can play from behind because they have good quarterback play and they throw sure. the ball a lot, so it's sure. not a big deal. Well, Georgia wants to grind you out. There's not a time there, to catch up when ball. you're right. grinding
0: it out. Yeah. Um,
1: they, they had no. They had no shot.
0: No, they didn't, um, and. You know what I thought was really interesting in the game is that they, so, you know, Georgia started this season with, um, who was it, Mathis under center, and then we went to um, to Stetson Bennett. But they have JT Daniels, who transferred from USC, and I saw an interview with Kirby Smart, and he said something along the lines of like, oh, yeah, no, uh, JT Daniels doesn't doesn't give us any better of a chance to win. Like, you know, we didn't consider going to him, which I just think it's bizarre because you convince this guy to come here. But you're literally saying that your quarterback, who is stinking it up, is a better option than him. Like, I don't know that, that that didn't sit well to me. And I feel like there's potentially people in transfer portals listening to that. Like, why did you? I don't know. It, I, it's bizarre to me that you're not giving this guy a chance when what you're putting on the field is not particularly impressive.
1: Yeah, pretty crappy. Yeah, yeah, no. And he al- he always seems to say kind of weird stuff. I don't know if he's trying to like. Supporter stick up for the guy that was in say, there, yeah. you know, like not say like, oh yeah, we should have come to him. This guy sucks. I mean, you yeah, so know, yeah. you can kind of look at it both ways, but you know, there's, like we say, there's always probably better ways sure, to say it. Sure. It's also uh, it's pretty heat of the moment, right? Like yeah,
0: no, like I agree. Bad, and I mean, so. and for, for Georgia um, as a whole, they thought they were going with Jamie Newman. So the idea that, you know, 12 days before the season starts or whatever it was, Jamie Newman decides to opt out. That's not something that Georgia was prepared for, expected, you know, whatever. And so and I, this is probably a very different Georgia team with Newman sitting there um, as a starter. But I don't know. I just said the the comment rubbed me the wrong way, and maybe that's not the way that he meant it at all, but that's the way that it came across. Um, but, yes, quarterback play, difference in this game. Florida has a lot of weapons. Um, that helps a, a, as well. Uh, they can definitely spread the ball around. I felt like they were okay establishing some run. Um, they can score fast, which is super important when you've got a crappy defense. So uh, the good news is Florida's defense did – Look improved. I, I was happier than I have been with um with their defensive play. And, you know, in this game, Trask threw um, for more yards than any Florida quarterback ever against Georgia, which I think maybe that's a more important stat to look at than how he's done across this season compared to other seasons for quarterbacks because of the play of some non-conference and some conference games. But most a single game passing performance by any Florida player against Georgia is a pretty awesome standalone stat.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. He had, I mean, he's won all kinds of awards for the game that he had and Florida understood what Georgia's weakness was, right? Like not only is again, this is not minimizing trash, but Florida's going to play to their strength. Right. Sure. Like they had less than a hundred yards rushing. Um, they didn't try to run the ball like they knew they established they they
0: they used it when they needed it and it and it was effective yeah, they knew, in the way that they used it
1: they, the, you know Trask had nearly five times as many passing yards nearly throwing for 500 as Florida had total rushing and so right, right. You know, they knew what was going to be effective they knew that they could get time to protect Trask and the, the the playmakers and the wide receivers and the people on Florida's team could Could take advantage of of that secondary. Um, So I thought it was. I mean, it was a great game for UF. Georgia came out in the second half and threw a pick on their first drive, and that pretty much ended it. Right, like Florida ended up punting. Georgia cut it to sixteen. So it was kind of always within his
0: back, right? Like
1: we don't have to call him um,
0: Mark Gainesville
1: Richt. Unless he loses big in the SEC championship, because then you can say Well, like, but listen,
0: oh, that's I weird. think that there's a chance that that happens regardless, right? If Florida gets to the SEC I don't championship know. and playing I don't Alabama – Listen, I hope that it'll be a great game. I'm always terrified playing Alabama because I just think I Nick Saban's think the a, best to do it. Yeah, I don't think it's a blowout. I will I, say I, I like they, the idea of getting into a track meet with this offense. Knock sure, on wood, as long as know. people stay healthy.
1: And I don't think I mean I think that Georgia's defense Georgia had some injuries in, in on yeah. defense they, they were missing some players out, linebacker you know so I think that that did hurt but sure. I mean I think that Georgia's defense is still better than Alabama's where you don't get the benefit anymore is how good of a coach Saban is right like Saban's obviously the best coach correct. that right. probably ever lived you right. know compared to Kirby right so um, you, that benefit you, that there you is had no benefit of, of there anymore bowling, correct. Yeah, you you no longer have that now. That said, I mean, also the the quarterback play, right? Like Mac Jones is is and Kyle Trask are, I, I don't know, probably a wash. I don't know. Like you, it's, they're both I mean, being taking,
0: mentioned in the Heisman conversation. Yeah, so I'm not taking, you're not giving Trask an edge here.
1: Yeah, I'm not putting either one of them like way ahead of the right. other. Maybe if, if one is like slightly ahead, you know. Uh, you can go with that. I think Waddle being hurt will hurt Alabama, but they have so many weapons that, you know, yeah. that, that, I don't know that that swings it too much. But yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a fun one to watch. I, I think that'll be like a 48 to 45 game or 48 to 41 game. No, you know, I and now
0: the, the, ton of fun. the goal for Florida now though is to not look ahead because that's, that is one of the struggles I think with teams who haven't, you know, been there before to use. Uh, nobody on this team, this Florida team, has been there before. They haven't been to the SEC championship game. Yes, Florida won 11 games last year and 10 games the year before. So it's not like they're not used to winning, but they're not used to winning anything of any real meaning, right? Dan Mullen has never coached in an SEC championship game as a head coach, Um, He obviously has experience as an offensive coordinator for Florida being there, but not looking ahead, not getting too excited about the fact that you control your own destiny is the name of the game at this point for Florida, because there are games left in the season. Florida should win every single one of them. But if you don't show up, any of these teams could be a problem for you
1: i would say the only team left on Florida's schedule that can beat them comes to the Swamp this weekend, and I'm not picking Arkansas. I'm not saying that they could. I would say this is could. probably
0: the hardest. Tennessee like, always Van- scares me, Tennessee late in the year. For some reason, they uh, always seem to put it together Vandy, towards the very end.
1: Nah, they're not putting it together this year. Vandy's got no wins. Kentucky's got two wins. Tennessee has two wins. And then LSU, I, I mean, they have two wins. So, like, none of these teams are going to beat Florida. Um Arkansas is the only one that I would say like, oh, I could kind of get weird. And that's just because they've got a quarterback who is Correct. better than decent, you know, right. like I, you know, and I
0: don't, this is an, a weird in game. game five five think touchdowns. For Franks, yeah, it's a weird game for Mullen. It, they have a, a good relationship a, and that's an added thing to this weekend. There's too. a
1: scenario that like Arkansas could, could keep it close late if, Florida reads some of their own kind of press clippings and doesn't come out sharp, then yeah, like Arkansas could get the upset, but nobody else is beating Florida. And even if, I mean, I know the goal is to get to the, to the playoff, right? Like at this point you control your own destiny of the playoff, but even if Florida was to lose one of these last five games, I mean, they're still going to Atlanta. They're still going to play Alabama there. Obviously if they lose one of these last five, they're no longer going to the playoff. playoffs.
0: Right. Um,
1: but they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're in Atlanta. There, there's no chance they lose a game. There's even less of a chance, obviously, that they lose two games. Like I—I—I'll bet my mortgage on not losing two more games um, for the rest of the year. So uh, I mean, they're in great shape. I think the game against Alabama is going to be fun. I mean, assuming that nobody, no big injuries happen or nothing weird, I think that uh, you know, I think that I think that Florida can can do enough to be in the game in the second half which you couldn't say that the last couple of times that Florida's played Alabama in Atlanta um, you know we all knew that that was fool's gold when when Florida was going to SEC championships like the week after getting blown out by FSU you know you knew that nothing good was gonna happen then but I think this one will be fun I, I mean I think that I think that Florida Alabama is a much better more exciting matchup than Georgia Alabama would have been part two. Like, I think they'd have blown him out again, and it yeah. wouldn't have particularly been close this time. Um, so yeah, I'm I think that would be a fun game. I mean, certainly, I don't want Florida to win. I, I mean, I'd rather the tide win that, but. I think that game will be a ton of fun and, and we'll enjoy it. Is it the week? Is it oh yeah, it is. It's, it's directly the week after the LSU game. It's the 19th. The 19th. Right before
0: yes. Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. We'll, have, we're to, talking we'll about have to get potentially together. Potentially. We'll have to, to get together for that one. Well, we're we going?
0: Go, we might. I don't know. My dad was talking about that on Saturday. He's like, well, if you want to go? I'm like, kinda. So I don't know. We'll have to see.
1: We can we keep the little girls?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. I mean, you have to take, like, Brian and Elena. I don't want four kids. That sounds like <laughs> yeah, two. I don't
0: know who would have four kids. crazy.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. We were talking about that the other day. We were just like, how do they go out and do anything? And I was like, well, the big girls are, like, big enough now to where, like, they listen a little bit, right? Like. Yeah, sometimes. Well, you, <laughs> you tell them, like, go sit down and eat your dinner. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, so it's a little bit easier with them. But. Um,
0: Arkansas's head coach is not going to be there on Saturday, by the way, because he has COVID.
1: Um I don't know how much that impacts or not. I don't know
0: either, but it impacts if more people start testing positive because there's not a place to put this game to reschedule it.
1: Yeah, wasn't there some concern around the LSU Alabama game? There is weekend? there
0: was some concern. I don't know if it's been resolved or if they're still waiting on test results because I know of like, when Florida's game got canceled um, on when we recorded our pod, it still hadn't been called the game. And so I don't know if they're waiting. Um, there was a lot more smoke around the Florida. Yeah, there was, but I did hear that mentioned and essentially like they weren't sure what they were going to be able to do because the LSU game with Florida is already rescheduled for, for, I believe December 12th, which is Eric's birthday, actually. Um, so I, but I would be weird to have a year without Alabama LSU. Although I do think that Alabama is going to boat race LSU. So it doesn't really matter what week it happens or if it happens at all. Cause Alabama is going to slaughter them, but
1: yeah, it's, it'll be, um, well, if it doesn't happen, right. If it doesn't happen this weekend, then, Alabama doesn't have another place that you could put it.
0: Right. Um, Well, I don't know about Alabama, but Florida, LSU doesn't have another place that can put it. So the only thing that they could do to make it happen would be to rearrange the rest of the schedule for both teams and figure out if there's a way to play it earlier. And then whoever Alabama is playing the week that they make it earlier. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't. LSU is pretty packed from here on out. So. I just think you'd cancel it. I yeah, think that's my guess. You'd, you'd I mean, it's not like it's going to be determining anything one way or the other,
1: right? But then at that point, Florida has to play LSU. Not that that's a tough game, but Florida has to play LSU while Alabama has a bye on that last weekend. Correct. Um, if they cancel that. So that's Correct. kind of... Which, which, does Alabama already have a bye on that 12?
0: Yes, everybody does. That weekend was just left open in case a game needed to be ma- made up. So Alabama has nothing and LSU So if So they cancel that
1: game for... If they cancel that game for Alabama, they should cancel it for you guys too. I mean, certainly Florida is not going to want that with the revenue you make from a home game. But,
0: but um, I mean, how much revenue are you making when you're only letting seventeen thousand in?
1: Twenty five percent.
0: Yeah, but I mean, what are your operating costs and whatever? Like, I don't, I don't know. Right.
1: So, I mean, they should just cancel if that's the case, so that both. I mean, it, it
0: definitely can- is a huge advantage for Alabama to have two weeks to prepare. I don't really want to play Nick Saban when he has seven days to prepare. I for sure don't want to play him when he has fourteen.
1: Sure. So. Speaking of Alabama and Florida, now I, we do this every week, and there has been no clarity provided, um, especially with Clemson losing this weekend. I think that that was kind of the worst case scenario for trying to unmuddy up these playoff waters. Alabama sits at number one, Notre Dame two, Ohio State three, Clemson four, A&M five, Florida six uh in the AP that's flipped in the coaches between 5 and 6 which is kind of funny but whatever. Uh Cincinnati 7, Boise State, Boise State, BYU 8, Miami 9, Indiana 10, Oregon 11. So I think those are like the 11 teams that could theoretically make it. Uh Georgia's 12, I think they're out even if they win out. Um you know, they would need to win out and Florida lose a couple and then beat Alabama and I still don't know if it happens. Uh, Wisconsin's one to know, I mean, I, I, they are playing this weekend. So I guess if they win the big 10, they could still be in it. Oklahoma state is, is five and one. I think we kind of consider them if they run the table and win the big 12, they could kind of be in it. Um, but what happens now is I think the winner of Clemson Notre Dame gets in, but A&M is going to make things really weird. Um, So much so that, like, if Florida does upset Alabama, and you have three, well, one nine and one, and two ten and one teams. I mean, Florida's obviously in because they won the SEC championship. But what do you do with A and M and Alabama? Right? Alabama beat A and M, so I guess you put them in. But yeah,
0: Uh, but I mean, it is hard when you lost last week versus losing, you know, the first week of the season or whatever. It's, I mean, it's going to be interesting. And again, I feel like it always works itself out. However, uh, you know, the whole thing is, is muddy at this point. So let's take this piece by piece. Clemson and Notre Dame will play each other in the ACC championship game unless something crazy happens, correct? Yes. So I don't see people signing up for a potential third rematch. So I think only one of those two teams is even really eligible for the playoffs after that happens.
1: Um, yeah, I think possibly, but I think with both of their brands, like that's kind of what you would look at, you know, like, I don't think that, you know, if Notre Dame loses to Clemson with Trevor Lawrence there after beating them as an underdog, if they lose by like three or something, I, th- I mean, they're just going to have a, just as good of an argument as anybody, right? Like,
0: I don't it's, know. It's, I just think scenario, in general scenario,
1: Say so the scenario is Alabama beats Florida, so Florida's out, right? So we will eliminate that scenario. Do you have Notre Dame who lost to Clemson close or AM who got blown out by Alabama? But AM with and Notre Alabama only
0: played once. They're gonna sign up for that before they sign up for seeing a third game potentially. See, I don't think they, between I don't Clemson think they, and Notre Dame.
1: I don't think they look at it so much as like seeing the third game. I think they truly just uh go with who the best team is. Right Like I think that's how the playoff committee like in that situation, I think Notre Dame deserves to be in more than A&M. Mm. And with their brand and the money that you know what I'm saying like Notre well, Dame not and the- supposed to consider the brand
0: or the money, you know, in theory, when we're, we're looking at this. but consider- te- nobody has more money than Texas A M in college football. It doesn't mean that the brand is n- more valuable necessarily than Notre Dame, but nobody has more money than Texas A M. Um, not Alabama. Not Ohio State, not Notre Dame, not Clemson, any of them. Nobody has more money than Texas A&M. I think when your loss happened the first week of the season, uh, you know you and you have improved every single week since then. You have a pretty strong argument. And if Alabama, what so Alabama beats Florida, they've run the table. They're undefeated. Your only loss is to that one undefeated team. I think that that's a better argument than a team that has been a toss up twice. And so history shows us that this isn't a common scenario, right? But it did happen with LSU and Alabama a few years ago. Remember? Um, it was the game that I want to say maybe LSU won. In, no, Alabama won in the regular season. I guess they only uh, played twice. I'll, no. Alabama won yeah, in the regular season. Good. Alabama went to the SEC championship. No. Flip that. LSU won during the regular season. LSU went to the SEC championship game and Alabama was left out. Right. And then they played again, and Alabama won. Correct. And it was like yeah. 6-3 or something, like the craziest. It, but, was,
1: it was 9-6 in the regular season at LSU, and then it was 21 okay. nothing. in the championship
0: okay. game. And then I look back at like 2006 Florida. Ohio State-Michigan was decided by a field goal during the regular season, and there was a big push to have them both be in the in the championship game again. And in the end, they picked Florida because people don't want to see rematches. So, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's, do you want the rematch you've already seen twice or do you want the rematch you only saw once?
1: If it goes down to, um, if, if Clemson loses to Notre Dame, I'm sorry, beats Notre Dame by three, um, with Trevor Lawrence, which I don't think will happen. Like, I think they'll beat them by double digits. So it probably doesn't matter so much. Like I think Notre Dame will be the team that we can kind of eliminate from this, Right. but if it's a. If it's another classic game, like the the couple most recent times that Notre Dame and Clemson have played, one was a two-point loss because Notre Dame missed a two-point conversion. This next one went to double overtime. And then if the ACC championship is a three-point game, I'd rather see that than Alabama beat the hell out of AM again. I mean, if you're just asking me if I'd rather see the rematch, rematches don't matter to me. I'm a fan of like hockey and basketball. But where But would they play Alabama the second-
0: beat the hell out of Texas A&M a and a 2nd time? with an entire season under their belt the Texas A&M team we're seeing playing right now is not the Texas A&M team. We saw playing first week. Like think about what we talked about on this show. We were like, Oh, we thought I Texas they, A&M might be good, but they're not.
1: I think they beat them by, I think they beat them by 14 or more. Yeah. You know, I mean, but I think that about everybody out plays. place. So, yeah. Well, uh, to be fair, um,
0: Auburn is pausing play uh, workouts, by the way, nine players and three staff members just tested positive.
1: Um that is the only game that I think that am could potentially lose the rest it's, of the way Auburn yeah have we discovered how we're gonna do any kind of bowl games are bowl games gonna happen are they're going
0: know? to happen I think that they eliminated the six win uh you know standard essentially so and I want to say that I've read there are 66 bowl games potentially I don't know there's not quite as many as normal but there's a hell of a lot I don't know what uh. Uh, you know, Corona doesn't affect you when you're traveling to play out of conference if it's a bowl game. I don't know if you saw that on the CDC website, but it was a recent update. So I guess everybody will just, you know, go about their business. I don't know. I don't know exactly how they're going to do it.
1: Yeah, I think w- I- eliminating the six game thing was smart because you're going to have so many teams that are under well, that, right? Like I mean, Sierra when you're talking about one-
0: nine and 10 game seasons versus, you know, 12 game seasons, it's a lot harder to get to six wins.
1: Yeah, Syracuse has one win. Duke has two. Louisville has two. Florida State has two. Georgia Tech has two. Virginia has two. There's, what I've seen out of football this year is just that there are really, really good teams and there are really, really bad teams. There are not a lot of middle of the road teams. Look at the uh, SEC. It's the same thing, right? Alabama, AM, Florida, Georgia, good teams. Everyone else, everyone else in the East, besides Florida and Georgia, has a losing record. Right. Like they're all terrible. Yeah, uh, you Look at the West. LSU losing record, Mississippi State losing record, Mississippi losing record. Arkansas will have a losing record after this week. So it's just, you know, your your good teams are really good and your bad teams are really bad. And so you, you needed to eliminate that six game rule because you don't have the cupcakes that you would normally play to boost your, you know, your extra two or three wins that you would get a year. Um, saying that. It's going to kind of all shake out the way that it normally would, anyway, because basically everybody's playing college football now. There there aren't that many teams sitting out, and so you know your teams that would typically have qualified for bowl games, or maybe they go five and five in the Big Ten or four and four in the Big Ten. Well, that team probably was going six and six, right? Like that's who gets the bowl game, you know a you know, two and four Kentucky is not going to get a bowl game because they eliminated the six win requirement. I, uh, you know, unless they went out from here, kind of the same thing with Florida state, right? Florida state, if they get to three wins, doesn't just automatically get a bowl because we played less games. There are going to be teams ahead of them that people pick and take for the bowls. It would be funny though. If Florida state went three and eight and just because of kind of their brand and the fact that the, you know, Fans will go. Uh, they got a like a local Tampa, like a Florida bowl game or something like that. It's like a three and eight team. Um, not that I, well, I, those extra practices are probably worth it. Like that would be a good thing. So um, who are your, if you're picking four playoff teams right now, who are you picking? Like pr- projecting, not like projecting. Who, who's your top four.
0: Um, Ohio State, Clemson, Florida, and Alabama.
1: So Florida beats Alabama and Alabama sneaks in, mm-hmm. um, showing no love to Cincinnati nope. or
0: Oklahoma state number, or Notre Dame or
1: my number, or my number 22 ranked Liberty flames. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: Liberty is just on the outside, but you know, I don't like picking against them.
1: So right, yeah, that should be the new bet. Can they, can you bet on there to make a playoff spot? Um, the end of that Liberty game was insane. I know you had a million things going on. I you watched it after like, the fact, though. Okay, I was gonna say you sat down on the couch like right as we kicked the the game when he kicked. But I know I know you didn't see what happened before. Yeah, uh, no. You, you said you watched it after. I did so afterwards. Hunter yeah. In, like all excited, he told me he bet on Tech. I don't know if he took the money line or the spread or whatever, but he was all excited. And I said, no, no, they called that. So uh, Liberty kicks the kicks a field goal with five seconds left. Gets blocked, run back for a touchdown by Virginia Tech. I, there's still some – I still can't figure out exactly who called this, but either Liberty called a timeout right before. I uh, thought. Virginia detected. Tech called a timeout right before. I'm looking at the play-by-play and seeing if I can kind of see that. Um, but let's see. Timeout. So I can't tell who called it uh, on ESPN, but – I think it was Virginia Tech, but I, I'm just not 100% sure there. But either way, a timeout was called just before, and Liberty got to line back up and make a field goal with uh with Yeah, I'm pretty left. sure
0: it was Virginia Tech, which is, you know.
1: hilarious. Hilarious. A great way uh, to lose a game. So Liberty moves to 7-0. and There are only a couple of 7-0 teams, 7-0 teams in the country. Uh, they'll win this weekend against West Carolina. They have a 98.7 chance to percent chance to win that. Then they play NC State who basically has a bye week this week against FSU. Uh they have a 30% chance to beat NC State. Then they play UMass again, 97% chance to win that and Coastal Carolina, which was their big rival when I was in school. They only got a 25% chance to win that. Coastal Carolina is really good as well, also 7 and 0, ranked number 16. So uh and it'd be fun to see who Liberty gets in a bowl game. I uh Hopefully they can get a semi-decent bowl. They won't be the top-ranked r- group of five. Uh, well, actually, they're independent, so I guess anybody can pick them up. Um, so we'll see, but it'll be fun to see kind of who they get for a bowl game because that'll be the only team I'll be cheering on uh, during bowl season. Um, some picks. You had a good week last week. Do you, did you know this already?
0: I honestly did not even remember uh, and did not check online, so tell me.
1: So you took Clemson. I took Notre Dame. I got that one. You should get double points if you pick an underdog and they went out right, but <laughs> I'm not going back through and retotaling stuff. Um, so we split on these. we well, I would you, get you, Liberty
0: you, this week then.
1: Me too. We both took Liberty. I'm never going to pick against them either. Me
0: neither.
1: Uh, no. you, I got Notre Dame. You got Florida. So we split there. We both took Pitt. I'm sorry. We both took Florida State. Both missed that one.
0: I'm not looking um, forward to state the rest of the season. They've screwed me too many times. 10. They screw me when they win and they screw me when they lose. So, no.
1: I, I take them on both sides. They either cover the spread. or they, um, I finally flipped to picking Miami and NC State covered that spread. NC State nearly won that game. It really should have. Um, really let me down, but also let me down the bat. So, you got that one right and then we both went 3 for 3 on the last three. We both picked Liberty, Oregon and A&M. So you went 5 and 2 for the week. I went 4 and 3. You got a little closer to me this week. You are 26.
0: <laughs> I just needed to be of, like a 25 if, game season to catch up.
1: Dude, this one I think we're picking like 8 today. So okay. you got you have 26 of 59 or I guess that's 26 and 33. And I am at twenty-eight and fifty-nine, so twenty-eight and thirty-one. So I'm three down from five hundred. So if I can go five for, if I can go five for eight here, I'll go back to five hundred. You need to go seven for eight. So, um, UGA, fresh off of a loss to Florida, is an eleven and a half point favorite against Missouri.
0: Hmm. <sighs> I'm going to take UGA potentially against my better judgment, but.
1: Oh man, I had you written out I thought a big for sure you would take Missouri. Uh, I took UGA as well. Miami is a two and a half point underdog at Virginia Tech. These same Virginia Tech Hogies that just lost to uh Liberty. I like Miami to to cover and win here.
0: Yeah, I do too. Sorry, can't bet take different side than you, sorry.
1: I mean, if we pick the same thing every game for the rest of the year, then I win. So I'm I'm good with this. Uh, I'll just wait for your picks every week. (laughs) Notre Dame is a 13 and a half point favorite at Boston College, fresh off of their biggest win. Oh, man, since who knows when? 93, maybe? I don't know. But uh, Notre Dame. I got Notre Dame as well. Texas A&M is an eight and a half point favorite at Tennessee. I took the fighting jumbos again on this one.
0: Yeah, me too. Hmm, Sorry.
1: Bama is a 28 and a half point favorite at LSU. Give (laughs) me Bama. But I also (laughs) want Bama. Uh, Here's one where we'll disagree. Florida is a 17 and a half point favorite against Arkansas. I took the Razorbacks.
0: Give me Florida. Not,
1: Not to win. I just think that there's a good chance that they could keep it closer than it should be. Um, but Florida still wins comfortably. Uh, Wisconsin is a two point favorite, two and a half point favorite at Michigan.
0: Oh, give me Wisconsin all day.
1: I think that line is somewhat tricky. I think Vegas has set a trap for me, but I am running into that trap. And then we both have this. Yeah. Michigan will probably win the game. Um, we both have NC state this weekend minus seven against FSU. Again, that's a weird spread to me, but, we'll kind of see what happens what
0: is it i didn't even listen to what it was i'm just never picking florida state what is the spread
1: nc state minus 35 okay (laughs) it's time to play it's nc state minus seven
0: okay yeah for sure Uh, give me that 35 would be like man am i really gonna have to pick fsu again (laughs)
1: uh and then you sweat it out too because we're like 38 so um all right that's all i got for this weekend anything else
0: Oh, I don't think so. We'll, uh, you know, keep our eye on all these COVID things. They haven't said that the Auburn game will be postponed, but if they're pausing practice, that's not a uh, great sign for the weekend. I think there's several other schools that are having some issues. So hopefully, we get a full slate of games. But it does not appear that we that we will. They are uh, playing Tennessee on Saturday. Actually, no, they're not. Who are they playing on Saturday? Let's see. They're playing Tennessee on, uh, oh, they, oh, they have, have a, a buy this week. they have a bye this week. Okay. That's well, good, good for them. That is a good week's pause. Yes. Okay. So they, uh, they have a bye and then they play Tennessee on the 21st. All right. Well, cool.
1: Well, hopefully I'm not as depressed this weekend as I was last, but we'll see how things go.
0: Have a great week, everybody.